This is a single shot podcast by the photography enthusiast. And welcome to the second episode of the photography enthusiast single shot podcast. So it's been a few weeks since the last podcast, so I thought I would just touch on something I found a bit funny personally um, since doing the last two episodes, both Single Shot and the Photography Enthusiast main one with John. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's, I listen to crime ones, photography, and some gaming ones as well, but not as frequently. But the main thing I notice is they pump them out every single week. And I always thought that, you know, with a podcast, you just sit down, turn the mic on and talk and you're done. That's pretty much all you have to do. I didn't realize the amount of editing that goes into it, like moving mouth clicks, removing keyboard clicks, any kind of pops on the mic, um, just, you know, a lot of awkward gaps. There's a lot to actually edit in each podcast that I didn't actually realize you have to do behind the scenes. So I'd always be like, why isn't this podcast released in like two weeks? There's six or what? Now I've been sick the past few weeks. I realize it's so hard to go like two minutes without talking, which you cannot record a podcast if you know you're that sick. So it does make a lot more sense. So it's sort of an appreciation I've got for podcasters after making my own one. But I just thought I'd add that in there as my own sort of like personal experience that I've noticed recently. So now we're going to get into the topic of how many lenses do you actually need, you know, to just do your general photography. So this is sort of a very broad topic because how many lenses the person or you need is depending on what you shoot, what type of shooting, if it's just for fun or if it's professional. Because if you're just for fun, you could literally probably get by on one lens depending on what you shoot, one standard focal length like your 35 or 50 millimeter. But if you're a professional, you'd obviously need a lot more lenses to be able to cover exactly what genres you shoot. So as I mentioned Depending on the genre you shoot, so say you're a portrait photographer, you might be able to get away with just one prime, something like a 135mm or an 85mm, which the latter would be my sort of choice. And if you're a landscape photographer, maybe you could get away with one, um, you know, 16 to 35 prime and you don't need anything else because that could cover everything you possibly shoot. Whereas if you shoot more than one genre, then you're sort of a bit more tough, like a bit harder for you because you have to be able to cover different genres. So say you like to shoot birds, like capture birds, and you also like landscapes. You're not going to be able to capture a bird unless, or maybe you're that skilled you get up there. That close but you can't use like a 16 millimeter to get the same kind of shot you would with a 400 millimeter so it does really come down to what type of genre you shoot and in saying all this it does sort of apply mainly to people who shoot with primes because if you shoot with zooms you could probably just get your 16 to 35 your 24 to 70 and your 70 to 200 and you'd be good you can cover pretty much most of the general shooting you would ever do purely just with that whereas if you're shooting with primes it gets a bit more difficult so you know because as i mentioned before you can't do everything if you had a 14 mil prime you wouldn't be able to shoot birds with that or up close anyway one way i look at doing it is um you go by the amount of genres you shoot and you get the lenses based on that so if you shoot only one genre so say you're a product photographer you could just get a 90 millimeter or 100 millimeter macro and just stick to that one lens because that one lens can get you up close detail shots or it can do your full wide body shots uh, sorry, full wide product shots, you can pretty much do a lot with that one focal length. Or if you're a portrait photographer, like you're 85, you could do pretty much everything with the 85. Street photographer, you got a 35 or like even a 24, that one lens has a lot of purposes. Whereas if you, for some reason, were like a landscape photographer and a portrait photographer, you'd want to be looking at something like a 16 to 35 or something wide, 12 to 24, something nice and wide, your landscapes, and then also a um, longer focal length, like 85, 135 for your portraits. In saying this, it does depend on the type of portraits you shoot. So say you um, like half body portraits 
full body portraits, then something like a 35 could technically do both. Because a 35, you can focus quite short, quite close. So you can get, you know, like half body shots without too much distortion on modern 35 millimeter lenses. And you still get a decent shallow depth of field, even if it's like a f1.8, f2 lens. But you could also do your landscape shots. Even if it's not the widest, you can just do a panorama. Most Photoshop has automatic, automatic uh, features to do panoramas. Lightroom has its photo merge, which works really well for panoramas and what I mainly use now. That as long as the HDR function HDR panorama function because I like to bracket my images but you really have to look at how many genres you shoot then you can sort of look at what lenses you want to get because you can go the like sort of route of just buying one lens for every use but in all honesty you don't really need to especially if you're on a budget like easy to say like oh, I'll just buy this lens buy that lens but a lot of people myself included are on a budget whenever I get a new lens I have to sell my previous lens to fund that lens. So as everyone may rec know, recently Sony announced the FE 35mm f1.8 for full frame. That lens I was waiting for for ages because when I switched over to Sony from Canon, I was using my EF 35mm f2 IS as my main like sort of walk around lens because... I pretty much use 35mm for everything, but I just wanted something native mount. I didn't want to have to use the adapter. I didn't want to have to have that tiny bit extra weight. I wanted something native. So I ended up selling that and I was waiting um, for the 35 f 18 to be released. This is like back in February because I thought it would come out a lot earlier than this considering demand, but nope, it didn't come out. So I ended up picking up the Sigma 35mm f 14 R in E-mount. Now that is like a really, really great lens. Image quality wise, it's great. Bokeh is great. Build, it's great, but it's just the size. I like my 35mm to be small and compact so I can pretty much take them everywhere with me. But this obviously was not that. This was huge of a lens. It's not bigger than any other 35 so just want to clarify that people always say, oh, the Sigma 35 is massive, especially on E-mount, but it's actually the same, pretty much nearly the same size as the Sony Zeiss 35mm f1.4. It's got a tiny, tiny bit longer, I think, because of that um, extra bit at the bottom to make it focus like the adapted MC11 is what most people call it. Even if you look at the Canon EF 35mm f1.4 L2, that's the same size pretty much as the 35R in E-mount. So it's not bigger than other 35s, which everyone seems to think it is. It's just 35.14s in general are huge. If you don't need that f1.4 aperture, like you don't shoot a lot of portraits, there's no point in having it. You're better off going for like this tiny 35mm f1.8. Or if you really don't, you use it purely for like landscapes and always stop down to f4, f5, 6, you could go for the Zeiss uh, 35mm f2.8 and there's even a Samyang option there for you just to save you a bit extra money as well. But pretty much I told myself I would stick with the 35 art for the rest of the year and then once they release um, this 35.18, I'd probably get it next year when the price goes down. Of course, you know, gear lust hit me and I ended up selling the 35 art and I've pre-ordered the 35 F18, which is good and a bad thing because I know if I didn't have it, I could easily go without it because the Tamron 28 to 75 covers that range. And it's a great lens as well in general. So I don't technically need it, but I just really, really, really want it. So I ended up going ahead and getting it. Once that lens does arrive, which there's no real expected date, hopefully, and I mean hopefully in the next, like within the month, Sony's, I know Sony Australia is reporting for anyone interested that uh, 29th, Monday the 29th of August, they're expected to get stock in. Um, so hopefully the third party stores are the same, but I know sometimes Sony have exclusive sale rights to certain items before the third party stores. So, and their price isn't that much different. I probably could have just got it through them, but oh well. Um, but once I do get the lens, I'll make sure to 
do a review on it so you can like get some impressions of it. But I don't really do like first week reviews anymore. I always take my time, get good quality photos. Once I got a good like 10, 15 shots that are really, really, I really, really like, then I'll pretty much make a review on it. Now, if I take everything I mentioned and apply it to myself, how many lenses do I own? Now, I can break it down into full frame and APS-C. So for full frame, I have the Sony Alpha A7 Mark III. So I have four lenses now, I think, or four or five. I have the 16 to 35 F4L IS, the Canon EF mount still, which I use with the MC11. That's pretty much my like landscape, urban landscape lens. And I did use it a lot when I traveled as well. When I was in San Francisco, I actually used it more than my Tamron 28 to 75. I was a bit surprised by that, but I like shooting wide. When I first started, I used to love wide angles. It's just in recent years, I've tried to get more used to longer focal lengths. So been experimenting a bit more, but otherwise that it gets a lot of use, especially during travel because traveling is when I usually do take the most urban landscapes, like when I went to Singapore recently. Then my next lens would be the upcoming FE35 F1.8. That one I use as like a general purpose lens. When I used to travel, I would use it like 90% of the time. That would be pretty much the main lens I would use. I'd carry it everywhere, use it everywhere. It's only if I was doing like an urban landscape, then I'd switch over to the 16 to 35. For me, I find the 35 millimeter lens is focal length. I mean, it's like just right. It's long enough to get like a nice, shallow depth of field even at f8 f2 but it's also wide enough to capture pretty much the scene and it gives like a slight slight shallow depth of field so that you still get like a full context of what where the subject is but don't get that distractiveness it's like it's all slightly blurred out so your focus is purely on the subject that's pretty much why i love the 35 millimeter focal length and why i always use 35 the most um my next lens i'd say would be the tamron 28 to 75 I mainly got that as like kind of like a travel lens and a jack of all trades lens. So when I travel or if I'm going on like a day trip, like when we went to the Blue Mountains, I can't be bothered taking multiple lenses and I hate changing lenses outside for obviously the the one to protect the sensor from dust. So I use that lens, which works really well. And I'm not a zoom person, but I love that lens. Like I could, as I mentioned before, I could happily just use that lens and that lens only. And I wouldn't feel like, oh, I miss my primes and that it's more like, well, Capron kind of would miss primes, but <laughs> it's just the sake of like, I don't need it, but I get it because I want it. <laughs> it's which is very bad, you know, it's a waste of money. So as you know, as I get a bit older, I'm a bit more better with my budgeting. Like I'm still horrible for budgeting, but I am getting better. And sort of with photography gear is what I need to tackle next in my spending. But um, next lens would be the Sony FE 85mm F1.8. So in the rare chance I do shoot portraits, that is my go-to lens. I love to use that lens. Um, I also use it for like any kind of shots, sometimes still life product shots that I really want nice bokeh because the bokeh in the 90 millimeter macro, which is what I own as well, is horrible. That's my main product lens and like still life lens. But as I mentioned, the bokeh on that lens wide open is like just ugly as hell. I don't know what is with the aperture blaze. It creates the specular highlights to be that shape, but yeah, it's not nice. So that's why I generally stick to the um, Sony 85mm f1.8 if I need nice bokeh. Oh, and also street. I use a, that lens for street a lot because I like the, used to be popular a few years ago, which I mentioned cinematic street photography style where it's more from a distance and just sort of capturing candid moments, not sort of up in people's faces like the wide angle style you see some people do. And yeah, as I mentioned, 90mm macro is my last lens. 
if I was to add another lens after, I honestly don't know what I would get because I don't really shoot anything that would require longer focal length. I wouldn't mind getting a 70 to 200 just for the sake of having it. Like, um, for example, my girlfriend's graduation and I'll hopefully graduate next year. We don't, I don't have anything that long that would be able to zoom up to the where the stage is to be able to capture a photo of that. Maybe next year, if Canon release like anything decent for the EFM mount, like a faster one compared to their 55, is it 55 to 250 um, lens, like fast aperture, maybe a constant F4 or something, I'd buy that. But at the moment, it's not really a priority for me because I don't shoot anything like with that longer focal length in mind. So it's just not worth it for me. In terms of wider lenses, I wouldn't mind getting rid of the Canon 16 to 35 for the Sony 12 to 24. It's just the price is a bit out of my budget at the moment. I've really been trying to sort of spend within my means rather than just constantly buy expensive stuff that takes me ages to pay off, which, you know, trying to grow, trying to mature every day. But with APS-C lenses, I have the Canon EOS M5. I have the 11 to 22 millimeter. That one is my... Once again, landscape lens, if I did use it, I haven't used it that much, but my girlfriend did use that lens with the M5 when, or her M3 when she traveled quite a bit. We also have the 20 millimeter, 22 millimeter F2, which is like your tiny pancake lens. Makes it perfect if you don't really want to carry a camera, but you do want a camera there. So you just, I know some people say just use a smartphone, but my phone's my phone. So I would put that one in my pocket, carry it out. It's not even a hassle with a small black rapid wrist strap. And we also have the Canon EF-M 32mm F1.4. That lens is amazing. That's like the main lens I use now on my M5 whenever I use it. Even though you're getting the same sort of field of view as a 50mm, I actually do quite like it. Like I'm not a huge on the 50mm focal length. I feel like it's a bit too restrictive compared to 35 and it's too close to 85 for me, which I prefer. So I don't use it as much, but this lens is amazing. So if you have a EFM mount, as you read in, may have read in my article, the lens that put new life back into the EFM mount, it's definitely worth buying. And I also have the Canon EF 50mm F1.8 STM. I pretty much use that purely as a EFM lens, mainly because of size and it's an STM motor. Works really well on the EFM bodies. So what I would recommend is if you're a hobbyist like myself, you don't need to be spending heaps. Look at what genre you shoot. If you're only shooting one genre right now, get one lens. Like even start off with a 35 or a 50. If you're more on the portrait end, then the 50 may be better for you on a full frame body. Whereas if you're more on the landscape end of things, go for the 35. Just use that one lens. When you're pretty much sick of that one lens and you feel like you need something else, you want to experiment, then go for something else. If it's portraits you want to do, go for like an 85 or a 135. If you want to do more wide landscapes and go for your like zooms, like your 16 to 35, your Tamron 17 to 28, you know, 12 to 24, just go for one of those. Just look at what you shoot, start with the minimal, get used to using that and then expand from there. Back when I used to shoot with 35 millimeter only, um, my Canon Prime, I could literally like, if say I want to frame a portrait of the person and I want their whole upper body from their waist up in the frame with like a little bit of headroom and that. I would know exactly where I need to stand without even looking through the viewfinder to be able to tell just because I was so used to that focal length. It's good to be at that point, but just try and do that with multiple focal lengths, which can be a bit harder. But pretty much, as I mentioned, get used to that one focal length, then add another or another lens. And don't just like buy 50 lenses at once. 
just for the sake of doing it. Obviously a bit of an exaggeration, but just try and make the most of what gear you have, really master it, then move on. You'll appreciate a lot more and also boost your creativity quite a bit more as well. So that pretty much concludes this. I think I've talked enough on the subject. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Hopefully not too long till the next one. Do have uni work picking up a lot more again, which is always a challenge balancing that with work and normal everyday life to life life stuff. And I have found that I've been shooting a lot less recently. Personally, just, I don't know, I feel like a bit, like I have no inspiration, no ideas to shoot. I kind of do. I just very lazy to actually get out and do it. So I need to really push myself to shoot a lot more because it wasn't one of my goals to shoot more this year. So I need to remember that before it gets too late in the year. So otherwise, as I mentioned, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Make sure to subscribe if you did and won't be too long till you hear the next one. Thank you very much. This is Daniel Lee, otherwise photos by D. Lee. Thank you for listening.